0: After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. I thirst. I guess we could hear these words from the cross as Jesus finally showing us his human side. I guess we could interpret these words simply as a part of the humanity of Jesus. After all, he's suffering a physical death and experiencing all the pains that go with it. And he's simply thirsty. And we can reason this out because this is coming from the same man who remains silent through his trial. Silent through the beatings silent through the last few days of mind-boggling torture, and perhaps he's finally had enough of the silence and lets his guard down and shows us that he's as human as the rest of us. Why not, right? Well, Jesus' attempts to teach his disciples and others about who he was and what he had come to do seem to fall mainly on deaf ears throughout his entire ministry. He tried to show them who he was by performing signs. He tried to help them understand by saying and doing things that fulfilled the prophecies and scriptures. The Jewish people knew that scripture pointed to the saving works of God in their history. They knew that it was prophesied that the one who fulfilled scripture would be the one sent by God to be the Savior of the world, the Messiah. That's why Jesus said the words, I thirst. It was foretold in the scriptures that the one sent by God would say that. He had to say it so that those listening would realize who he really was. Jesus wasn't expressing a deep human need, as we might think, from the words. Jesus is proclaiming through these very human words that he is the Savior sent from God. And he proclaims this while hanging and dying on a cross. In Jesus' life, ministry, and death, what drove and motivated him was to fulfill the word of God. Jesus wanted everyone to know that all was coming true through him. Even on the cross as he was dying, Jesus said something for the express purpose of fulfilling scripture. His passion was to uphold and testify to the absolute trustworthiness of God. Jesus wanted us to know that God was trustworthy that every promise he makes comes true. And in the midst of all that pain that he was enduring, Jesus takes time on the cross to ensure us of that. Jesus had been on the cross by now for about three hours. He knew it was all almost finished, and he was about to be done with suffering for our sin. Knowing that, he said, I thirst. So the soldiers took a sponge, dipped it into a jar of sour wine, and put it to his mouth. At first, this seems insignificant, much like his statement to Mary Woman, behold your son. It just seems like something Jesus was doing, and nothing more was going on. After all, he was being crucified under the hot Middle Eastern sun, and he was thirsty. He just needed something to drink, right? But it was much more than that. The reason Jesus said, I thirst, was to fulfill scripture. This wasn't the first time Jesus had an opportunity to get something to drink. At the beginning of the crucifixion, he was offered a drink of wine mixed with myrrh. Historically, Jewish women would offer this wine blend made to numb the pain. To help men get through their crucifixion, it would help them be oblivious to the pain. Yet Jesus said no. By now, he's lost a lot of sweat, blood, and tears. Dehydration is, after asphyxiation, one of the secondary causes of death by crucifixion. But he wants none of it, he didn't want to numb the pain. And he didn't want to be unconscious. He wanted to be all in while well, he paid for our sin. He'll drink the whole cup of suffering. He'll consciously and willfully endure the pain he's chosen to embrace for our well-being. And all the while sensing an isolation from his father that he had never, ever experienced you can imagine perhaps what was going through his mind. Where is my father? When will this suffering be done? When will I feel the relief of death? So why then did he ask for a drink of wine at the end of his crucifixion? The wine he drank at the end was not the same wine as was offered at the beginning of the crucifixion. It was cheap, a common wine the soldiers and people would drink. It didn't taste very good. As a matter of fact, it tasted much like vinegar. He asked for this drink because he wanted to fulfill Psalm 69, a part of which reads this. You know how I am scorned, disgraced, and shamed. All my enemies are before you. Scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For comforters, but I found none. They put bile in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. You see, the Psalms were on the mind of Jesus. He was dying for our sins, but he was thinking about Scripture. He wanted us to know that everything David was talking about in the Psalms were actually about him. All of David's suffering was pointing to Jesus. Jesus was the one they'd been waiting for. He wanted us to trust the word of God. When Jesus became human just like us, he shared in our limitations and likeness. He was 100% God, but was also 100% man. Like every other human, he needed something for both his physical and and spiritual nourishment. He needed to drink for his thirst, and he needed scripture for his spiritual nourishment. He needed the word of God to access the power and presence of the Father. Jesus didn't just know the word of God. It was fueling his faithfulness and his obedience. It shaped him. It gripped him. He clung to it. In every moment of Jesus' life, Every moment, he was fulfilling, trusting, and obeying the word of God. God has given us amazing promises so that we would believe him to be faithful, and therefore, we stay faithful in him. In his suffering, Jesus felt alone for us. He suffered in his body for us. He felt isolated from his father, for us. In the end, he was thirsty for us. Tonight, we should ask, what are we thirsty for?